0: in the midst of all these decisions. In fact, I think week one, I had you, uh, you know, raise your hand uh, based upon decisions you were wrestling with or what you were going through, and everybody was raising their hands. Uh, We're all dealing uh, with uh, these decisions, and they don't go away. Some seem to be easier and more clear, and others seem to be unclear. Uh, Some decisions, it's very easy to go, that's good, that's bad. Uh, Other decisions that are very tough are, that's good, and that's good, And so what do I do with that? And I think for a lot of us, what we find ourselves in is this state of like, how do I just not make the wrong decision? And we're stressed out, we're anxious uh, about just not making, we don't want to miss the right one. And and I think that's a common stressor that a lot of us uh, have. And and like I said, that doesn't go away. Like uh, every year, I feel like my wife and I, uh, especially just with how schools are now, which is just so different than when I was growing up. Every year, we're making decisions on our kids' education, and that that never was a discussion for my parents. It was just like, you go to school, and and now we we're having these conversations that we that that every year, and and we're like, what do we do? What's and we feel the weight of it because it's it's our kids, and um, and so these decisions don't go away. They're tough, and so I want to unpack kind of the. Um, the series tonight, as it's kind of our finale of the series, and the progression of making a decision, um, and then tonight I want to talk about how we respond when there is clarity and, or when there's not clarity, okay? So uh, let's first unpack this. We all have to understand what we want to happen, okay? That's really, really important. If this is your first week here or second week, and you missed that, where where I asked you to really think about when it, when it comes to the decisions you're making, what do you want to happen? In other words, uh, you know, when when you, if it's a relationship, what do you want to see happen in a relationship? Uh, when you think about um, a job opportunity, uh, you know, is there a desired destination that you have that you want to be at? Is there a specific field you want to be in? Um, understanding these things. Uh, is really important and critical because that impacts how you filter through the decision that you make. Okay, because uh, ultimately the temptation is going to be if there is a opportunity that aligns with one of those desires, I'm going to be more inclined to take it, right? Because it fits what I want, and that's actually a dangerous spot to be in, uh, because you've got to guard your heart uh, from just going, this is what I want, so I'm going to do it, because a lot of times, um, you think you know what you want, but you don't, and, 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 and also, just because something um, works out, you know, in, in this area for you, there's so many other things that go into uh, a decision, especially a decision that you guys are making right now at this stage in your life, because you're making the big ones. You just are. And so uh, that's important. Like, what are the desires that you have? Uh, What are the outcomes that you want to see happen in your life? Because decisions, opportunities, they're going to go in that direction for you if you're not uh, careful. So when we talk about honoring God with a decision, what does he invite us into? Okay? Um, I read this verse. I've read it multiple times. James chapter 1, verse 5, it says this. If any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given uh, him. Okay, so what is that? That is an invitation for you to take something that you don't have clarity with and bring it to him. It's an invitation. He's not, he's not up there like, uh, you know, figure it out. Good luck. I've given you enough to, to already make a decision, so just figure all of this out. Uh, you should already know. Like, like, no, he invites you to take that to him, which is really, really awesome. Uh, you're not being inconvenient. Uh, you're not um, You're not doing something wrong. He you know, he says, I want to know. I care deeply about you, and um, I want to give you guidance. I want to give you direction. It says it will be given to uh, them. Okay? So he invites us to take it to him. So then the next question is this in this progression of a decision. Do you really want to do what he says? Now, that's huge, right? Okay? Because a lot of us will, you know, um, if we're seeking his will, well, okay, all right, just direction, give it to me. I, w- I want to know. And, and he does, and you go, no, okay, so I need direction. And, 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 and you, you've literally like, you, you're saying I want direction, but you, you don't. You really don't. Okay, and that's, you, you've got to be honest. You cannot get anywhere if you're not honest with that. If you're actually saying, I want direction from you, but when he gives it, you're like, no. Okay, that, that's not going to work out, right? And so you have to, if you're going to say, I, I want to hear from him, I want to know, and I would tell you the same thing. If you met with me and you're like, hey, there's a decision I'm making, an opportunity or this relationship or that, um, I'm going to ask you, like, are you, do, are you really wanting to hear what I have to say? Because if not, uh, we're wasting our time. You know, and, and so if you really say, I want to hear from him, I want to take this to him, are you actually willing to receive it and go with it regardless of whether it agrees with what you want or not? That's huge. Okay, You can't move past that if you're not open to that, if you're not willing to actually do what he asks you to do. Uh, the next question, and this is something I talked about last week extensively, is are things right with him? Okay, so if you're trying to make a decision uh, with him, leading it, you have to ask, are things right with him? Right? It's, it's, it's kind of like, for me tonight, if I had a huge decision to make, um, and, and for me, decisions are different now than they were when I was like, single um, and like your age. Uh, it, it was fantastic. Like a decision, it, it, was, it was a very quick decision-making process. It's like, do I want to do this? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do it. Now, that's not how decisions work for me. Okay? There's, there's this whole process of like how does it impact our kids? like How does it impact uh, my wife and, and, and that? And so like, if there was a big decision tonight that I was confronted with, I would go home and I would unpack it with her. Now, we're not going to arrive at a, at a good solution, at a peaceful you know, uh, outcome if her and I are not on the same page, right? I want you to just think about that. Okay, if, if she's looking at this totally different and what she wants to do is totally different than what I want to do, how do we come to a conclusion, right? We need to be on the same page. Guys, if, if your life and how you're living is in opposition to God, how in the world can you go to him and expect alignment to take place? When everything in your life is the opposite of what he wants. And we actually unpacked last week how that hinders, uh, it it creates separation between uh, you and him. Um, That's what sin, sin is anything that you do in opposition to him, uh, that's what it does. That's the danger of it. That's why you'll hear like me, like if there's areas in your life, I'm like address it. And it's not because it's like, oh, I just want to harp on you or point out all your flaws and your failures and all that. No, we all have those. But what sin does, that's that's why you need to deal with it. It creates separation between you and God. And if you want to follow him, you have to deal with that um, because you're not going to be able to follow him effectively if you're doing these things on the side, but still saying, oh, I, I really care. It's exactly like the, you know, the example I'm using with my wife. I can't say I care. I want to have alignment with you if I'm totally like living in uh, opposition to everything that her and I are supposed to be about. It just doesn't work. Okay? No other decision you make with another person works that way. But we feel like we can with God. Why is that? There's a disconnect. Okay? He exists to serve me. You know, this, this works out when life's working out. And so if it's really a relationship, if it's really something that you care about with him and bringing him into his decisions, you've got to ask, is my life actually in alignment with him? Is it honoring uh, him? Do I actually uh, love him? Okay, Um, next is this. There's an invitation we see. In in fact, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 21, it says this. But test everything. Hold fast what is good. Okay, so it's talking about there in response to advice or counsel that someone's given you. and, And it literally says, test everything. Okay, so what's the takeaway there? Wow, you guys, this sucks. Okay. Easter was like two days ago. I really need you to respond because I'm tired, okay? Um, I'm giving you my empty right now, all right? But come on. It's test everything, right? Test it. So what does that mean? That means opportunities, um, decisions that I have, I'm to test it. Now, in order to test it, um, one of the things that I said is what? You have to get um, all the information you can about the decision, right? You don't like test something in a vague way, you get all the information. And once you have all the information about this decision, then you test it then you go, okay, God, like, like there's this piece to this job or this opportunity, or if I transfer schools here, there's this part, but then there's also this part to it. Um, if I move to this area, there's this part, but there's also this. Am I okay with that or am I not okay? Um, relationally, right? Um, you know, if I move here, uh, I'm starting over relationally. And, and, and you guys, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not a good thing. But like there's been clear times. In fact, I made one decision Uh, in my life, uh, and it was solely based off of I knew I needed to be around these people. And I literally uh, made a decision to stay where I was at because they were there. Uh, And I knew that they had to be in my life. I could not, at that point in time, uh, maintain what I was supposed to be or how I was supposed to live if they weren't in my life. And so I remember there was an opportunity, and I literally was like, and and it was like, I I was at that, like, I was at that young phase where I'm like trying to learn how to follow him. I'm trying to learn how to not just party and, 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 and look at everything. Through. I'm like trying to figure out how to follow him. And I remember it was like so clear to me, like, like you need those people. And, and, and so I remember making a decision off of I have to have these people in my life. And, and so there's certain decisions that you make and you have to evaluate what does this do relationally to me? Because some of you, relationships are huge, and what do we talk about in the mental health series? That may be one of the greatest things that impacts you coming out of a mental illness or that pushes you into it, right? And so that's a huge piece. You have to think about all of those things, right? Uh, Money, there's so many people that just don't think about money. And, And it's like, did you not consider that? No. Well, okay. That's a big deal. Not that your decision should be off of money, but you just need to know financially, this is going to impact you. And, uh, and so like there's just a lot to take through. And you walk through all of those pieces when it comes to a decision, and then those are the things that what? You, you test, uh, you pray over, and you take it to God. Romans 12.2, it tells us, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect, right? So when we say we want to hear from him, it's this transformation of our minds and our hearts from going uh, from, for me, Steve, going, I want what I want to go, okay, I want what he wants, and so I'm going to test things um, against who he is, not test them against what I want. And that's huge. That's how you get direction. Um, and, and so w- we talked about when, if you're going to go to him with these things, if you're going to test these things, what does that look like? Well, um, one is it looks like you need to be reading your Bible. You need to be growing in your understanding of the Bible. The Bible is literally, um, it, it, it's his words written to us. Okay? And so, and so it's there. And, and, and we have that, and that is how you grow in your understanding of who he is, his will. Um, and, if, and if you, like, have opened a Bible before and you go, oh, my gosh, this is, this is nuts. I don't even know what to do with this. I don't even know where. This is crazy, what they're saying here. What, like, well, you need help. Understanding it, growing in it. You should have someone that's helping you walk through it. We do uh, mentorship, discipleship here. Uh, like, right now, I'm discipling, like, three different, um, actually, uh, college guys that through um, what this looks like, uh, and so that 's critical in understanding what his words are because uh, it it promises us in scripture in psalm one nineteen one five it says, "Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path okay so his words can guide us and lead us in a lot of these decisions okay um, a lot of times uh, for me, um, a decision has can be made just by going. Does this align with Scripture or not? And then it's quick. It's easy. Uh, the other thing is prayer. Okay, now prayer is communication with God, right? It's 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 talking and listening, not just like okay, let me dump God. Let me just get what I want to say off my chest, and we say everything we want, um, and and then we and then we like end with like okay, so you're gonna help me. I need your direction. I need to know what to do, and then and then literally we go in Jesus name amen. And we're like done. Right after we say I need you to speak to me. Right after I need you to talk. And 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 right after we say I need you to talk, we're like amen. And he's like <laughs> Right? It, it's like it's like literally telling like dumping to your friend and it's it's a huge decision and you're like listen listen, this is what I'm going through. I don't know what to do. I need your advice. Can you tell me what to do here? I am absolutely desperate, okay? Thanks. And you just walk away. It's the weirdest thing ever, right? I mean, it would be weird if one of my friends, like, I just need to know, man, okay? Man, just just tell me what to do. All right, goodbye. Like, okay. Um, you know, it's just bizarre, but that's what we do. That's what we do. We're like spend all that time just like I just want to say what I want to say. I want you to know it, like he doesn't already know. And um, and 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 then and then when it comes to that point where it's like okay, speak. It's like amen. And and literally amen is done. What are you doing? So if if prayer is a priority for you, how much of prayer is talking and how much of it is just listening? And, and I know for me, there needs to be more listening. There just does. There needs to be more silence. There needs to be more phone down and just allowing myself to get into that decision, hearing from him. Sometimes I'll just read some verses to help me get into that mode. And then it's like, God, just speak. Just speak. I'm here. I've removed these distractions. I'm going to take some time. I'm not putting you on the clock. I'm not going to say, here's five minutes. Go. Let's hear it or else I'm out. Like, no, that doesn't work, okay? It's it's creating moments and, and, and time and, and places that you can go to to just listen and engage. And so prayer is much more than me just throwing up on him. It's, it's listening, okay? And, and that's really, really important when it comes to uh, making decisions, especially when the decisions are really, really tough. Because I think we can all agree some are easier than others. Some are very difficult. Uh, The next, then, is community, having community. Who do you have around you uh, that can speak into your life? Who's a spiritual mentor? Who is somebody that has nothing to gain by the decision you're trying to make? They just love you, and they care about you being all that God has called you to be. And those are the people that you want, right? And, And I would say this, too. You should have someone older as well, not just peers speaking into that. Okay. The great thing about having someone older is they've got tread on their tires, right? They've been there. They've made some wrong decisions. Uh, they've seen results of that. Uh, they've been through different opportunities in life. They've seen different seasons. Um, like like if I have questions about my kids, guys, I don't like talk to another 40 year old. Like, hey, what are you guys doing? Like, no, I talk to somebody that's older. I'm like like somebody that's in their 60s. And I'm like, hey, this is tough. We've been going through this. What, how do we navigate through this? Like, obviously, you've gone through this season before. Um, so what does it look like? You know, and, and, they, and they speak into that. And they don't, they're not like, they don't have something to gain by my kids achieving something. They just care. They love us. They love my family. And, and so you find those people, you guys, and those are important people to have in your life to help speak into uh, the decisions that you're trying to make. But once again, you have to be so careful with this one. Because you guys, I don't know all of you, but I know this is true. Most of you, if not all of you, have invited people into some of your decisions and then no business being in that decision. Like, no business. You've brought people in who will just agree with whatever you want, right? Like, some of you have started dating someone just because, like, a friend said, oh, you totally should, they'll make you so happy. And you're like, oh, awesome, thanks. And you just started dating them. And they're like the worst person in the world. But you're like, oh, I'm just dating them. Yeah, like they told me to. Like, and they believe in me. And I believe in me. And so it's great. <laughs> OK, well, it doesn't look great. It looks miserable. And you're miserable. So wasn't great. wasn't good advice. So what kind of a friend is that? Is that the one you want to bring in for the next decision? Well, no. You know? Like, like you have friends. And, and guys, you're making huge decisions. OK. Do I go to school here? Do I move? Do I take this job? Do I marry this? Pro- like, these are the big ones. And, and they have lasting consequences, right? And so do you just bring uh, these, these seasonal friends in for that? I hope not. I hope you have the ability to look and, and, and go, wait a second. Like, no, it's cool. We're cool. I love hanging out with you. You're an awesome friend. But we have a different value system. We have a different priority here. And so I I appreciate your feedback, and they're going to give you feedback. And it's not like, no, I'm on the path of righteousness. I don't want to hear what you have to say. Like, no, you don't say that. Like, I've never said that. And I have a lot of friends that want nothing to do with God. Um, But I don't, I've never said that to them. I've said, man, thanks. Thanks for sharing your opinion, right? I don't say, well, I don't, I'm different. You know, like, I don't do that, okay? But I know who to bring into the big decisions. I know. And they're not the same people. There's different groups that I have for these different areas, right? Um, And and, and so getting wisdom and getting um, somebody that you know that that deeply cares about you um, and has nothing to gain by your decision and they're spiritual, they love, guys, those are the people. You find those people, you hold on to them, and you don't let them go, okay? Not in a creepy way, but as you move forward in life, those are the people you call. Those are the people that 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 years from now you still go. Hey, I value your input. This is this is I, I need to hear from somebody outside of this circle here. Talk to me, okay? I still have conversations uh, with college students that were college students five years ago, and they're off different parts of the world, different parts of the country doing stuff, and they'll call and they'll be like, Hey, I'm in a situation. What do you think? And they know that I'm not like, Oh, I think you should do this because this will like benefit like. They know I don't care. They know I just want them to be all that God's called them to be. I just want to see them succeed in that and grow in that. You guys, you need those people. So find those people. Those are the people that you need to have with uh, these decisions, okay? Um, And then I can't can't stress enough. I'll say it over and over again. You have to be careful. You have to be careful who you give that seat to because that is such an important seat, and, and you're making huge decisions, okay? So let's, let's ask this question. How do we respond? How do we respond when we get a response, right? How do we respond when there is clarity? When it's like, okay, there's the decision. What do we do? Okay? Um, well, one thing is this. This is really important principle. The other day, uh, I came home. came home late, and my boys were like, hey, Dad, can we go do this? And I said, not nah, right now. And, it, and you would have thought they all were just, like, tortured and brutally, like, kicked. I don't know. But it was just, it was, they just behaved like, it was awful. Like, I just, like, hurt them deeply. And I literally looked at him. And I go, what's your problem? I literally said, and they're like three, six, and eight. And I'm like, what's your problem? You know? <laughs> you know, my three-year-old's like, you know, he doesn't even know. You know, he's just agreeing with his brothers. He doesn't even think for himself. And so, uh, anyway, like, you know, and, and, and my wife stepped in, you know, because we're a team. And, uh, and she goes, Daddy didn't say no. Why are you guys reacting like that? He said, he said not right now. And then they were like. OK, you know, we don't really know what that means, you know. And guys, that's what we do. We take not right now as no, right? There is no in between with you. Not right now is no. So, so you guys slam doors shut so quickly, so quickly. I don't know how many times I have to say not right now is not no stop treating it like it's a no. Not right now is not no. It's not right now. And so, guys, I can't tell you that enough. Some of you have have literally said, it's done, it's over, that that will never happen, or this. And guys, a not right now is not a no. It may be in the cards for you to work there, or to be there, or to live there, right? But not right now. Okay? It may be in the cards for you to get married. Not right now. Not right now is not known. Okay? So when it comes to uh, your, your, your feelings of reacting, stop reacting. Stop immediately writing the rest of the story and saying this is never going to happen, all of this. It's a not right now, and you need to be okay with that. Not right now from God has your best interests in mind. And so you you got to know that if you believe in him, if you love him, if you want to follow him, that is what that means. Okay, so stop reacting to that. Relax, and not now doesn't necessarily mean no. Okay, um, I, I said this at the end of the teaching last week. If you're walking with him, he's not going to let you make the wrong decision. I want you to hear that, okay? Uh, In Galatians 5.16, it says this, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The desires of the flesh, there is an example of things that are in opposition to God's will for you, okay? And so if you are walking by the Spirit, okay, the Spirit is the messenger, the mouthpiece of God, the guidance, the director, the enabler, all of that. If you're walking out of that, you will not do certain things, okay? They just won't happen, and so if you're walking in that, in step with him, you guys, uh, and you are presented with two great opportunities, listen, you can make a decision and feel good and feel at peace. Because he's not going to let you make the wrong one. Okay? And, and can we just stop with this right and wrong all the time as well? Because that's just so stupid. Like, like, I look at so many decisions, you guys, in my life, and guess what? I, I look back now and I go, man, life would have been great, too, if I, if I did that. Okay, so it's not this just, we, we, like, create this narrative that there's either one right answer and the rest are just the worst. That's not the case, okay? And, 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 and so um, if you have two really good options and you're walking with God, you can make a confident decision in that. Like, he's not walking you off a cliff. Okay? He's just not going to do that. All right, So there is confidence that you can have when you're making these decisions. In other words, if you're walking with him, where is your stress coming from? Where is that stress coming from? Because if you're walking with him, he's not bringing that stress on you. He, he, he's like, bring me the stress so that you can walk. Okay, so that's me then loading myself up with that when if I'm just walking with him, I can have confidence and I can have peace. And that's where it comes from when you're making a decision. Okay, Uh, you have to remember too, uh, when it comes to taking a decision to God and getting direction, it's not all about your happiness. It's about your holiness. In other words, he's concerned with what you're becoming, not with how much you can smile, not with how much of your way you can get in this. Okay, now, why is he concerned about your holiness? Because he knows when you are on that path, happiness is a byproduct of that. Genuine happiness is a byproduct of that. Okay, I am way more happy doing things his way than my way. I am. My life looks way different, but I am way more happy than I was. Why is that? Because happiness is always a byproduct of holiness. Um, I heard an interesting quote. uh, at one point in time when the Patriots were just winning, uh, one of the knocks against the Patriots, you know who the Patriots are, football, they, they won like a billion Super Bowls, okay? Um, anyway, one of the things, and I was listening to sports radio in the morning, on my way to work one morning, and um, and one of the Patriots players was being interviewed, and they were like, hey, what do you make of, I forget who it was, it was a team they were playing, uh, saying, well, I'd rather play over here because we have fun. And and his response was so great, I'll never forget it, he goes, well, I happen to believe that winning's fun, and uh, and and I really enjoy winning, and I just started laughing in my car. You know when you like laugh out loud and there's no one there? Yeah, that's what I did. I just started laughing because I just thought that response was so great. Is is like I'm having a blast because we're winning, and and it was just so it is so true, right? Like like who just like I love losing. We lost again. Like my. F- six-year-old hates losing, and he's, like, on the soccer field, like, I don't even think he knows what's going on, but somehow he gets in the car, and and he's, like, we lost, dad, again, and I'm, like, yeah, Um, that hurts, doesn't it? Stings. Don't you forget that sting. Don't you forget that taste, okay? We're gonna gonna learn to eat that, okay? We're gonna beat that, all right, buddy? You and me. Um, It doesn't, right, but what he was... I love the message there, right? And and I think it's so true. What the enemy has tried to sell is happiness is a byproduct of doing whatever you want to do. That's happiness, right? The reality is for any of you that have done that, you go, why am I not happy? Why is it not worked out? Why do I keep getting let down? Why does it keep not being the one I'm supposed to be with? Why does it seem like I keep job hunting? Why does it seem like I keep transferring? Why do all these things keep happening? And why do I have that morning after wake up feeling? And it's not like, huh, life's so good. No, it's, man, I wonder what I did. Again, shoot, right? He knows that if you do it his way, and that's how he's going to direct you, he knows if you'll do it that way, the happiness will be there. be a byproduct. And so guys, trust that. Trust that. Um, The other thing is this, and and this is one of these truths that my dad taught me, and I'll never forget him telling me this. Um, My dad told me this. He says, um, if God closes a door, he's either protecting you from something you can't see or getting ready to provide for you something you can't see. And that's always stuck with me. How when there's an actual no. Now remember, I said there's a difference between a not right now, but you guys, certain sometimes there's like a straight up no, right? Like it's it's no. And maybe you're saying no to something. Um, maybe you're having to, uh, maybe someone's saying no to you. Man, that's tough, right? Denial. Whether it's a person, whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a school, right? And so how do you how do you go from there, right? Because for some of you, it's it's like it's, it's a tough no. Well, I love that truth. When it is a no, God is protecting you from something you can't see, or he's getting ready to provide for you something you can't see. Okay? I am so thankful that he has not given me a lot of my prayer requests. Because looking back, man, they were not at all what I needed. And, and so he was protecting me. Okay, I've used this example in relationships. There's relationships that ended in my life that I was like, "Oh my, that's that's the one," and they ended, and I was like, "Ah," and now I know, right? At the time, no, but he was protecting me. He's protecting me from that. Okay, and there's other times that he said no because he had a better opportunity a month later, two months later, two weeks later. That if I would have said yes, I would have missed it. Okay, and so guys. If it's a no, if it's a door that's closing, and you're following him, you can have peace in that, because he's doing one of two things. He's protecting you from something that you don't know about, or he's getting ready to provide for you something that you don't know about either, okay? So you can uh, trust him uh, in uh, that. So don't be afraid of the wrong choice, um, and don't be afraid to make a choice, okay? If you're walking with him, he'll give you peace, he'll bring about confirmation, and, and Listen, you don't need the whole picture. You just need the next step, right? You just need the next step. So that's how you pray. God, I mean, I tell him all the time, I'd love to know the five-year plan, the 10-year plan, but I just need the next step. And he's always faithful in that, guys, okay? So you can trust him in that, okay? Right now, you're trying to get to where you think you need to be five years from now and stop. You just need tomorrow. You just need that next step. And he'll meet you there and he'll help you take the next step. And that has to be enough, okay? He'll, he'll be faithful, okay? Um, and then lastly, you just need to know with this decision, if, you, if, it's, if he's in it, there's probably going to be a faith component. That's just what you see all throughout the Bible. There was always a faith component, right? There's a risk component. There's a I-don't-know-how-this-is-going-to-go component. And a lot of times, uh, that's what he calls us to, okay? I'm in Eugene because of that. That was straight faith, I, I mean... There was nothing, I mean, it, it was like, all right, God, we're going to do this thing. I don't know what is going to happen. And there's steps like that that you need to take, okay? Second um, Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. And then Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and I'll just close with that before we pray here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths, okay? If you have any questions, guys, move forward about decisions, that process, um, what you're going through specifically. We are here for you. Okay? We're here for you. But you have to make a decision. Are you open to what he has to say?